in the virtual flesh. Oh man, you're right. Sorry, it wasn't showing that, you, that your session had started. I had it, maybe had it open too long. How you doing? You okay? Yeah, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm in New York. I uh, hope everything's well with you in Dubai. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, we got a lot to get into. I know. Well, it's what happens when we when we don't do all. But you know, we we, we, we miss a week. Well, we skipped half a week, and this is what I'm doing now. I'm looking at our our shared document with all the stuff that we pulled together and shuffling stuff around because, you know, some of this stuff, it, it's crazy to say, but, you know, some of this stuff has almost, it's old dudes now. <laughs> In that short amount of time, it's, you know, it's been and gone. Stuff like, you know, the, 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 the fuss around squiggles, you know, stuff around, you know, that I'd put on just after last the last time we did a show, stuff about Brantley from... Uh, from ENS, you know, that's kind of been done and dusted. Um, so I've shuffled them down towards the bottom of the document because I still think there's, there's plenty of stuff on here uh, for us to get through. And I am uh, I'm moving some stuff up up to the top. I don't know if you've got a specific uh, order. I, I see the list moving. Uh, I guess let's, let's kick off the episode officially. Welcome to Aspen Scam Busters. Dr. Jeremy here with Desert Mentor Steve Bambury. Um, we we have switched the date and time to be midday, as there there is too much going on now for me on Saturday mornings. My children have entered the world of amateur athletics, which requires me all day Saturday to drive them around. Uh, so yeah, here we are, Thursday, one p.m. Uh, Steve, what's going on, man? How are you? You're fine? Yeah, I'm all good, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, as I said, I'm. I'm just trying to go through uh, and, and reorganize all of this stuff. I'm also trying to keep an eye out for the uh, the VR Future Mint, uh, the Whitelist Mint, which is just kicking off right now. I've known those guys for a time and uh, I'm wishing them all the best for their uh, for their launch today. Um, and yeah, apart from that, just usual, usual game, you know, hot footing from one thing to another. Well, let's, let's jump into it. Lead story. Um, I'm sure people are probably already very aware that I am actually Beanie Maxi, and so um, yeah, you know what? I Beanie is back, Steve. Shock to no one, Mister yeah. Maxi has graced us with his presence again. Uh, ironically, you know, after we do a show, I I always blank our document where we curate the stories and stuff, and. Last time, which was, as I said, all the better part of two weeks ago, you know, Saturday before last, I, as I blanked the document and left the, just the star at the top of the lead story, I put, I just typed in as a joke, lead story, Dr. Jeremy is Beanie, not knowing, of course, that, uh, yeah, he was going to resurface just in time for that. Um, what, to me, what's quite telling is it's it's literally the same playbook as Archic, isn't it? It's that I'm going now. I'm I'm gone. I can't do this. I'm so sorry. Oh no! Ten days have passed. I'm back again, and I'm not really going to apologise. I'm going to basically say, you know, I am who I am, and I, I'm not going to admit to anything. You know, but I'm I'm just going to sort of say, oh, the the real people know me, 
um, and then just probably go ahead as if nothing, nothing ever happened. And there'll be a whole new generation of people coming into the space, seeing his follow account and going, oh, got to follow him. But it's now my personal stance that with any of these guys that whenever this kind of stuff happens, I am out the door. And uh, as as much as it surprised me to have to do it, 888 is the latest person that I've I've had to do that for. I don't block these people, um, partly because, you know, it's, sometimes it's useful for this show, but uh, I've definitely unfollowed 888 after the, the mess that that he was uh, that was surrounding him last week. And it's been quite interesting today to read the tweets coming out from that uh, DJ um, BT who was involved with this extravaganza of greed, um, this orbs thing. And uh, he's, to be fair to him, BT's um, tweets, they're very, very heartfelt. You can literally hear how, how upset the guy is. And, and, and he seems genuinely concerned that he's damaged his reputation by being involved in this and, uh, he was responding to people that were basically saying, look, this shows a massive lack of understanding about the space and about your own fans. And, you know, how can you expect people to have uh, to, to kick all this money in? Um, and, and you know, we're seeing this again and again and again. Steve Aoki, you know, he's been in the space. Everyone seems to, to love him. He's been playing the long game. He's bought loads of big projects. Yeah, he's been showing them off, been supporting all the all the the. the uh, people in the space and now he's launched this enormous project which doesn't seem to be going anywhere uh, anytime fast and then somebody messaged me today about something that snoops dropped where he wants five thousand dollars for you to mint some some box which uh, the the person who sent it to me is like is, do you think this is a good investment and i said well I, if you're a massive snoop dog fan yeah probably is but if you think that you're going to buy this and then flip it or trade it to make some sort of profit it probably isn't because you know five thousand is too high the ask is too high to really be able to position that for a flip or with a good deg good degree of certainty but, but but then as well if you think about it if, if this is supposed to be for his fans you know when he's got his roots in compton and you know working class people you know and, and communities that are, are, are not wealthy people how is this for his fans if it's $5,000 buy-in? Um, and it's quite telling that, you know, that there was well, 25,000 of them. Fans, 25,000 of them. Only a couple of thousand of them have minted. And there were, what, 1.5 ETH to mint. And they're already on OpenSea at 1.6, where I think people have gone, quick, celebrity, this is going to go nuts. We're going to make a million off of this. And then realized afterwards, hang on, I probably should have done some more research. Um I'm not suggesting that it is a scam, not in any way at all. But I do think that people need to be very, very careful about these projects where they see a celebrity is involved. There's going to be exponentially so many more projects this year where celebrities and brands are involved. And it does not necessarily translate to you're going to make yourself a million dollars by buying one of these things. It really doesn't. Let's go back to Beanie making his triumphant return uh to me very much fueling the is beanie art chick conversation yet again because it was sort of art chick copy pasta in terms of the the lukewarm apology and uh and and recognition that he or she is back uh as an investor um we, we've now seen this they, they go away they let the the noise die down and then they jump back in sort of get 
get started up to their uh, their old old game. Um, you know, where are you thinking in terms of Beanie's potential future as a creator, given everything that's gone on? Well, to be honest, there's a project that's launched in the last week. Uh, I'm just trying to find the name of it now. It's like 420 game. Look Slab 420 game. I don't know if you've seen this, man, but um, yeah, it's like some weed dealing game or something. And what I've been hearing on the grapevine is that he's behind this, that he's involved in this somehow. Um, So it would seem quite telling that if he's reappeared this week when this this new project has come out, I'm not in any way confirming. I I don't have a you know a source on that, but um, there were several people saying that he was involved in this project somehow. Um, And as you said, man, I mean, ultimately, (laughs) because of the whole anon nature of it all, if he is also operating under two or three other aliases, he could easily be behind anything. do I think he's Archic? Personally, no. I think they're two different people playing the same game um, and approaching it in the same kind of way. Uh, I think that the the amount of depth that the NFT ethics investigation went into on him, they would have found connections to Archic if they were there, which, of course, dovetails quite nicely into another story that I kind of tucked away just after last uh, the last episode, but... You know, it is worth mentioning the fact that NFT Ethics uh, Twitter account got shut down um, after outing Beanie and a, a couple of other projects. And then actually it came out that this was, you know, literally a targeted attack. And there was evidence that somebody uh, from a project that was being scrutinized had paid uh, a certain amount of ETH, a certain amount of money to uh, to get the NFT ethics profile shut down. Um, and the irony was they just, they had to then set up a, a fake NFT ethics account whilst they were getting the real one back online again. Um, it does seem like this might be related to the whole debacle around Squiggles. Uh, Squiggles is now seeking into Serial Club, which seems to be the same people behind that as oh, well. Oh, Serial Club. Oh, boy. It's, it's it, you know, at this point, man, I, I'm saying this in Discord earlier on today. At this point, if it's a, these 3D projects that are minting above 0.1, I'm not going near any of them. It just seems like so many of them are just grabbing assets from, uh, you know, from 3D depositories, uh, quick bit of polish, throw a website together, which, you know, doesn't take very long, especially if you've done one before, you know, it's copy paste. And then, and then we're away. And, and because the 3D assets, you know, can naturally look more more fancy and more polished. They they can get away with these higher mint prices, um, and it it just makes the whole thing so much riskier. Hundred percent. And uh, just a little side note: I will be doing an episode of NFT with NFT Ethics. This is confirmed. Oh, nice. um, trying to figure out format, seeing if I can use a voice changer or if we're going to have to do sort of a offline interview where then I share the responses to the questions. So we're working through that now, but really excited for that. But, but I mean, if we want to play three-dimensional chess, why is, why are we not considering that Beanie is indeed NFT ethics? <laughs> well, and he docks himself. Yeah. For, uh, you don't think that's the, it, it sounds insane, but you don't think it's possible. What would be, what would be the, the, 
the goal of that because I mean if you think about the repercussions of this yes we're talking about the fact that he's back and he'll he'll get away with it so to speak but he also ended up you know losing his connections with the whole um you know the whole meta hero project and the adidas and and all of that you know there there were there were big pies that he had fingers in that he's now been asked to remove his fingers from I don't. I mean, maybe it's the longest con. I mean, maybe I. I, it, I mean, likely no. Possible, absolutely possible. And Steve, I know it's toward the bottom of the page, but I think we should get into the long con with Thomas G, um, because I think that was sort of a that long of a con, and that attention to detail was sort of a new high in social engineering or new low, depending on how you want to frame it. Uh, yep. I have. You're right. I've shuffled it down to the bottom. Let me just find it. There we go. Yeah, oh yeah, this is interesting, right? Okay, so are you going to share this one inside the, the space, yeah? Yeah, I'm doing it now. Okay, so this one might have gone under a lot of people's radars. It did get shared quite a lot, but, um, you know, in the in the, in the the grander scheme of, of scams in the last 10 days, it was perhaps less, less well exposed. Um, so this guy, Thomas G, uh, the account is Thomas G.eth, Thomas G underscore ETH as the Twitter name said for the past two weeks uh hang on i'm getting the same i don't know if you guys have been experiencing this today but there's something wrong with twitter my buddy agents pointed this out to me today it, tweets aren't loading properly there we go i've got it now um so he said for the past two weeks i've been targeted in an extremely thorough social engineering scam that nearly cost me all my ETH. i'm super lucky to have made it through unscathed here's here's the story and obviously we've talked a lot about social engineering and you know this is the epitome of uh, of, of scamming that this is the you know this is more than just you click on a link because you are mindless this is where people are you know using elements of your life they're finding out information about you and using it against you we see this used beyond the nft space uh unfortunately far too often both in terms of um fraud but also in terms of um uh People, uh, uh, online predators that are uh, trying to manipulate children. So what uh, Thomas says is that he's uh, his background is he's the founder of a, a project uh, called Arrow, which is a DAO um, working to build uh, aircraft and, and stuff like this. Um, so he says that this uh, this guy joined their Discord, introduced himself, says he's currently working at Ubisoft, and you know this is. Uh, quite a common thing these days, you know, people are trying to use fake cachet. Uh, if you see a project at this point and it says, oh, yeah, all the artists are from Marvel or Disney, uh, I would seriously doubt that unless they've got LinkedIn profiles. Um, so this guy joins, offers to help do the 3D design and animation. Uh, his English was a, a little bit off, but he, you know, he attributed that to the fact that this guy was from a different country. Uh, he then says, "Oh yeah, yeah, the the, the brother-in-law, the person's brother-in-law is, uh, was the vice president of Boeing." So of course, you know the fact that this project relates to aircraft, and suddenly Boeing is is potentially being floated. This is going to you know open uh, open people's ears. So this guy then starts working on various animations. Uh, he creates content for them, and you know genuinely seems like he wants to be part of this. Um, he reaches out to this other person called Lynn, 
she expresses interest as well. Uh, and this guy, Heckshine, says that he, to send her an email. Seems like a good connection. Everything's going well. And you can see already, you know, this is not like a spam DM in Discord where, you know, you, you cast a, a, a line to 10,000 people and hope that 10 of them are silly enough to click on it and, and buy it. This is, you know, weeks of, you know, dedicated manipulation. This is already, um, you know, bringing multiple people into this uh, into this scam, into this social engineering trick and building a narrative around it and using quite heavily targeted bait to try and lure this per, uh, pe uh, person in. Um, I mean, Steve, if, if, if you follow the scam buster code of conduct and you comply with all the different things that we talked about, it, it, it really would be hard you would not necessarily suss out in a quick period of time that this was a scam. I mean, creating 3D renders and creating a fake game, I mean, it, it's a lot. It's a lot to do. Um, and it was very much in the Star Atlas vein, was what it reminded me of when I was looking at, at the description of what this guy created. So it sounded believable. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, and it, it goes on to, uh, I mean, it's, it's quite a long thread. I, I don't want to sit here reading the entire thing. But I mean, I'm on message 12 now. And, and, you know, it says for the next 10 days or so, this guy was active in the Discord every day, putting out high quality renderings. They're trying to build this partnership with this other project of his friends. And it seems like, a, you know, a, there's a, a natural link there. Um, and, you know, they're building relationships. And this is what social engineering is about. You know, it's about seeming as legit as possible. Um and again, as I said, I'm, I'm not going to go through all of this. You can you can guess where it's going. You know, there there are telltale signs eventually that this is not legit. But I think it's quite interesting because there's been a couple of stories recently where this is a new entry point for scammers. Um, is that they are reaching out through? You know, they're joining discords. They're engaging. They are you know screaming the LFGs and pumping the projects and saying, this is great. Love it. You know, but I, I, I'd love to help. How, how can I help? And there's been a lot of um, increasing number of stories of, of discords where people and uh, projects, sorry, where people are reaching out and offering for, to do collaborations or wanting to collaborate. And I've actually had a couple of these in the last week. Uh, through Yasmin's server where, you know, projects I've never heard of are, are reaching out and they're sort of saying like, you know, can, can we can we collaborate in some way? And I very, very much have my guard up around these at the moment. You know, if, if this is not a project that I've heard of that is, you know, very well established or is being put together by someone that I am already connected with in the space, I think we all need to be, if you, if you are a project founder, if you're a, a member of a project team, you need to be especially vig vigilant right now, even if the person that's talking to you about it has been in your server for a number of weeks or appears to be offering something that could be incredibly beneficial to your project. Yeah, it's, I mean, the long con is, is probably the most dangerous because they're going to really work on you for a while to execute this. So yeah, you really do need to be super cautious and and sort of keep your guard up when you're you're viewing potential partnerships for a project and 
Uh, see, we're going to move on to Hello Morgan, uh, and you've coined a new phrase. Do you want to fill uh, people yeah. in on the, on the new term that you're trademarking? <laughs> yeah, did you like that? I, I was quite proud of that one. So It's clever. So, yeah, yeah. So, so Morgan, Morgan's an interesting one. So she's someone that I... I came across when she hit her first bit of controversy last year. So Morgan is this young, young girl. Well, apparently young girl, um, uh, you know, she's either late teens or early twenties influencer, quote unquote influencer in this space. Um, she's got nine, nearly 90,000 followers. And I first came across her last year, not long after Yasmin's Elven project launched. Uh, a whole bunch of kids in the space, including Zach, uh, the young investor. Uh, it was actually Zach that set it up, was this, this um, Twitter spaces session with a whole bunch of uh, kids that were working in the NFT and crypto space in various capacities. Um, and it was all set to go at a certain time. And this Morgan was supposed to be hosting it. And then um, Zach had Zach reached out to me to say, can you let Yasmin know that the, the session is being pushed to a different date because of what's happened with Morgan? And I was like, oh, OK, looked into it. And anyway, what happened at that time was that she had a GoFundMe running for her sick grandma, um, had collected her Steve, had collected all this money and bought a, a, a mutant ape with it. Um and got called out on it massively and kind of hot footed, you know, played hot potato with it for a bit. And then, you know, it, it died off and she disappeared for a bit. And then she came back. Sound familiar? So this in the last week, this has uh, she's come back to the the to the front again with um, a series of, of things that she's been involved in, in including sharing uh, she's apparently been involved with um, promoting multiple uh, scam projects she also had some uh, some don uh, a donation to a charity that she was promoting at 20% and then changed for her own project and then changed it to uh, halve the the donation after a lot of the uh, the profit had been made and she's genuine, genuine, uh, generally been called out for repeated uh, scamming and repeated manipulation in the space. Hence, Jeremy, hence my awesome new term, which everyone who's here is going to go and tweet and tag me in. She is a manip... <laughs> I, can't, I can write it, but I can't say it. A manipfluencer. That's my, my hybrid of manipulation I and like influencer. A manipfluencer. I think I think there's a yeah. That's gonna we're gonna hashtag manipulator from now on. Whenever I, I think I we see need it. to, and you know, when you look around at her feed in the past couple days, is she just like stopped talking about NFTs? She's just she's talking about school and brushing her teeth and good night and good morning, good night and good morning. Like and she's you know, changed. I mean, like changed her, changed her profile picture back to a human as well. She's gone away. She does still have a load of NFTs on her Twitter header, but she actually's for months now. She's had, you know, a world of women or something like that as her uh, as her profile picture. That has now changed. Uh, yeah, and you're right. It's all now stuff that's kind of humanizing her again. You know, 
and she's she's I mean she's got a video that she put out last November after the first uh, controversy, which she's reshared uh, yesterday. Um, after clearing it the first time, but um, yeah, it's it's one of these things. I mean, you can only give these people so many chances, and uh, you know, she's someone else that, along with eight 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 last week, I happily unfollowed. Um, Again, I don't block these people, um, partly because they, you know, it's sometimes useful for this show and, and for other things to, to have in, uh, access to what they're saying. But it, my timeline has been infinitely better on Twitter. The more of these um, fakes and, and manipulators that uh, I'm, I'm able to remove, and that includes last last time, Jeremy. Obviously, we were talking about this. This, uh, I think it was. Oh, I can't remember who it was that, that jumped on and was talking about the this this clutch of fake verified accounts using board eight profiles. It was Tamo, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It was was it Dad Moves? Um, yeah, but it was Dad Moves. There's, there's like a, a dozen of them, and they just like anything you post. Um, you know, that just random comments that you reply to somebody, and and you get these instant likes from two or three of these. Um, verified accounts that are all, if you read the bios, all basically the same person. All say like NFT promoter. They're all just uh, engagement farming. Um, I've just mass blocked all of those as well now. Um, sadly, I've just seen you uh, retweeting the uh, the Elon tweet. Yeah, sadly, I mean, it seems to, honestly, it seems to be another new vertical for for getting us on Twitter. I'm shocked that uh, you would even join me with all of these 100,000 ETH giveaways that you're enrolled in, I mean, you've, I'm sure you've won a lot today um, with all these lists that you're added to from Elon Musk. And uh, well, it was from... quite, quite telling that I got, you know, six different Elon Musks added me to these 100,000 ETH giveaways. And then Vitalik Buterin, you know, saw what was going on and thought, hang on a minute, I'm missing out. Steve needs to be in all of my 100,000 ETH giveaways. Um, and so suddenly I had I had a bunch of those. Um, now, though, what's what's interesting is, and I ex kind of expected this, is the, the idiot. And I'm sorry, but they are an idiot. If they, if, and, and anyone who falls for this really needs their brain checked. But whoever thought, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll pretend to be Elon Musk with no followers and, and people will fall for this, you know, was a, a special kind of stupid. But now what I'm getting is I'm being added to these. ETH giveaway lists by accounts that are not pretending to be Elon Musk. And what I imagine will be the next run will be, as we've seen before in DMs, you know, people are, 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 are getting not getting the access through uh, Twitter DMs that they were getting before. So instead, what are we seeing? We're now they've realized, oh, well, we can add them to lists. And if I add someone to a list, it automatically pings on their timeline. So what I imagine is going to be the next um the next wave of these is going to be that crossover with the thirst trap kind of stuff. And we're going to see a bunch of kind of model looking pictures, um, you know, adding us to um, giveaways. And I think what they'll do, you know, people will see this initial variant of this scam and, and they'll go, right, well, maybe if we didn't pretend to be Elon Musk and didn't say such a ridiculous amount of money, people would be more liable to fall for it. 
So suddenly it will be like five ETH giveaway because five ETH giveaway, people will go, oh, that maybe that is real. Um, but 100,000 ETH giveaway from Elon Musk. Um, yeah. It's amazing. I mean, I mean, but like, <laughs> you think about it, like from, from you're sitting there and, oh, wow, Elon Musk added me to his private list for a giveaway. How, ama- like, you'd have to be pretty um, naive to to look at that and, and think that that's real. But I mean, maybe you then click on the profile and maybe you DM him, you know, maybe you think like I, it, it, it's all sort of, there are multiple avenues for all of these scammers and scams to sort of get at what they want. Uh, and, and so you don't really know. And, and Steve, one of the other tweets I'm about to pull in here was uh, about literally uh, posting jobs for engagement farming. Uh, yeah, I just want I just wanted to say, man, because uh, I did get um, Winks. Who uh, shout out to Winks? Winks is awesome um, on Twitter as OMG. It's Winks. Winks. Uh, she had messaged me after I tweeted initially about all these stupid uh, Elon giveaways in these Twitter lists, and and she tweeted at me saying, "You know, how can we actually stop this?" Um, the answer, the short answer, is not really. Um, you, if you remove all your lists then you know you, there might be lists that is useful for you to be on what what is worth pointing out though is as well as reporting the account you can report the list as a whole to twitter uh and you know when she said to me you know what can we do and i said well what you can do is report it because for everybody that doesn't bother reporting it that's another ten thousand people that will get added to it you know, but the more people that report these things, the quicker Twitter is to action them. As proved yeah, by the whole clear. thing with it, you know, circling all the way back to the NFT ethics story, you know, the the, the screenshot for, uh, that they were eventually able to share that led to their account being shut down literally said, I need this account shut down in an hour. I'll pay anything. And that's all it takes. If, if Twitter receives, if, if Twitter's algorithm receives enough complaints about an account in a short span of time it will go um and you know we, we can't become complacent and just go uh, you know i know this is fake it, it, i'll just ignore it we, you have to take those few extra seconds to actually you know make sure that the the the, the platform itself recognizes that it's uh, potentially dangerous to someone that is more susceptible 100 percent, man um a number of our conversations have been focused on engagement farming uh, over the past couple of weeks, and we've been sort of getting into the different ways that people farm engagement. And we've talked through fake uh, board ape profile photos, uh, and we've talked about how Twitter verification can of uh, PFPs can sort of help with that. Uh, Twitter verification NFTs. Uh, we've talked about thirst traps. We've talked about all sorts of things, but this was a new one uh, from last week. And uh, this is paid whitelist grinders. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just around about the new start of the new year, I, I actually started. Um, you know, you know me, Jimmy. I, I've always done a lot of blogging. You know, my, my VR website has got millions and millions of words of, of blog articles from like 2016, 2017 through to about 2020. Um, and I wanted to start doing some blogging around the NFT space. So I actually have started trying to test running uh, Twitter's integrated newsletter feature for this. And you can find that at the pinned. Essentially, if you go to my profile, you can see uh, my desert of the real uh, newsletter. So I, I posted one 
um, I think just before our last show, which was called Gas Wars to Whitelists to What? And it was about, you know, the issues around whitelisting and the grinding for whitelisting. And in that article, I suggested that, it's, it's, you know, there's a high potential that people are paying uh, people from third world countries very small amounts of money to essentially sit in discords for 12, 18 hours a day and just grind engagement, uh, sometimes in multiple languages. And lo and behold, less than a day after I posted that article, after I posted that blog, um, I was watching a YouTube video <coughs> talking about whitelists. I can't remember what video it was right now, but um, they actually had a screenshot from Upwork of somebody advertising this job. So the next day I Googled it and uh, yeah, it didn't take very long to find multiple listings uh, on various sort of freelancing type sites. And I think Jeremy's just pinned, uh, yeah, he has, he's pinned a, a tweet in here right now that shows you an example of this. Um, yeah, this is, this is why you can't get whitelisted on a lot of these uh, projects, guys, because people are paying people from countries like the Philippines and uh, India a couple of bucks an hour to sit in Discord, to sit on Twitter and to have these fake conversations backwards and forwards with people to, to push up their ME6 levels or to guarantee that they're eligible for uh, giveaways and for whitelists. And they're doing this en masse because it's costing them peanuts. Um, and it's quite interesting when you look at the you know, you look at these job descriptions, it's literally called Discord Grinder as a job, um, having genuine conversations. And this was something that was coming up in the, uh, the the YouTube video that I saw. It showed a similar, it wasn't the same job, but it was a different one. But it was saying, you know, you must be able to have a genuine conversation. You can't just be typing in nonsense because you'll get booted from the server. You've got to be able to take part on, you get bonus, you know, so you, you'll make a little bonus money if you can create content for meme contests and art contests on our behalf. Um, and, you know, these people doing these kinds of types of jobs are probably doing it for multiple servers at a time. Um, and what's interesting is I shared this to a few people and a couple of the people, um, their response was, you know, fair play to them. You know, if you're in a situation where that's good money for you and easy money for you, where you live, why wouldn't you do it? Um, and, you know, it becomes kind of a, a thin line between whether this is, I don't know if this is, it's obviously not necessarily a scam as such, but it is definitely manipulation. Um, and, it, you know, it, it's not a level playing field. I think it's important that people realise it's not a level playing field. I think it's important to unpack the the, the history of the whitelist because, you know, when we started, and when I say we, I'm not speaking for everyone, I'm speaking for most of us. We're in that February top shot range of last year. So uh, approaching our year anniversary, Steve, actually. I don't know if we should celebrate with a romantic dinner or not, but, you know, the, the, the we started and once you got into ETH, it was the gas wars and people were losing out on tons of gas. And so the whitelist started as a way to try to make mint passes, essentially, to cut down on some of the gas war challenges that that were happening for people but like like most things it, it people sort of found a way to manipulate that into engagement farming and you know like and and fair play to your point you know some people maybe get access to projects through the the discord grinding that maybe they couldn't otherwise but 
the whitelist is certainly uh, not an area that I'm like really interested in participating in within the space for any project because it it it's it's a little sketchy in terms of what the end goal is for for that. I don't think it's a gas controlling mechanism like it was you know set out to be originally yeah indeed and it's i think what's quite telling is the statement that somebody said the other day again i can't remember who it was but somebody said you know whitelists are currency now they are currency um i've just shared jeremy in dms i've shared a link to that article that i wrote and, and that was kind of the thrust of the article it was saying you know gas wars wasn't the right way to go and so whitelists were created as you know an antidote for that and at first that was the antidote but then people are now manipulating them so what are people doing instead well instead what we're seeing is we're seeing uh projects turn towards stuff like raffles uh, like the johnny depp drop today you know it's using a raffle system as you know as well as a, a whitelisting thing uh raffle systems and dutch auction approaches which can just as easily be manipulated um you know we've seen it you go as far back as something like top shop and, you know, multi-accounters entering queues multiple times. And, and therefore, I remember somebody at the time sharing a screenshot where they had 20 different Topshot accounts open and they were in the, this queue that I'd failed to get into and they had 20 different wallets in the same queue. Um, and what was Dapper's approach was KYC. You know, it was forcing KYC on people. Um, and to be honest, that's really the only way to get around it, which is ironic because of the whole anon, you know, decentralized, decentralized nature of the space. But the decentralized nature of the space is a double edged sword because it does allow for so much manipulation. Um, there, you know, there are some projects that I've seen recently that are going 100% with whitelists. What we're finding now is that they are projects are looking to partner with established projects and offer whitelists just to their holders. Um, but uh, yeah, it's definitely not a, you know, a bulletproof system and it's definitely not a system that uh, cannot be gamed very, very easily, especially when you've got people paying others to be in discords round the clock. Um you know, there was there's a there's a project coming out on async art, and I've got a lot, a lot of love for async art since um, uh, since the Sabet drop on there. I, I do like that platform, and there was a drop coming up, and I, I really liked the look of it. I joined this Discord. It's only you know a relatively small Discord. I was like, right, I, I want to be able to mint this. Right, okay, to mint this, I need to be on the whitelist. To get on the whitelist, I've got to grind six levels. And, you know, and I, I sat in there sort of talking to people for you know twenty minutes or so. It, um, and you know, wasn't even close to level one. And I thought, I don't have the time to sit there having these fake conversations with people just because I want to have access to this this particular project. I just don't. So at this point, for me, unless whitelists fall into my lap, you know, through connections or through holding something else, then, uh, then uh, you know, I'm I'm just not bothering any of these ones where you've got to kind of grind for it. Um, and what you end up with, of course, is with these people who are there grinding away to get these whitelists. Is that what then happens is the whitelist minting starts and they mint at point one, and then on secondary they're listing them at point one five. 
because it's it's about doing it on mass. And although people were like, well, I don't understand why would somebody list at that little profit? Because yeah, that's that's little profit, but it's little profit where it's more likely for somebody to go, oh, I might as well buy that because it's just above the mint price. And what they don't realise is the same person's probably, you know, the same person or syndicate has, has been able to mint a hundred or two hundred of them, and that point zero five profit times two hundred, you know, adds up. Yeah, and and Steve, it's been kind of shocking that we've been able to move through so much content in uh, forty minutes, but. Um, the, the other one that I wanted to make sure we got to today was the Alemsa Ozturk hack. Uh, Alemsa Ozturk is the CEO and chief happiness officer of 4129 Gray, AKQA, and Ogilvy, and woke up to a ton of NFTs and 42 ETH stolen. Do we know how this happened in this instance? Yes, yeah, so, uh, Alemsa is, is behind the, uh, the fluffy polar bears projects. Um, some of you guys might follow or be connected with Sybil, who is another kind of mid-tier influencer in the space that, that is involved in that project as well. Uh, and fair play to the fluffy polar bears. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're a nice little community. I've got a lot of time for them. Um, yeah, this was, this was shocking. You know, he, he woke up and opened his open seat and everything's gone. 42 ETH, cool cats, doodles, uh, clones, dead fellas, creatures, carafuras, the whole shebang, you know, robotos, everything just gone. Um, and, you know, of course, then people started asking the usual questions like, how did this happen? Uh, you know, what happened? Like, did you share your seed phrase with someone? No. Have you clicked on any links recently? You know, any suspicious links recently? Uh, and, uh, you know, he was like, no, I haven't done that either. Um, and so it, it then becomes this kind of mystery as to, you know, well, how has this happened then? Ultimately, someone has got access to his wallet. Uh, I shared this story with with a group that I'm involved with. And I said, right, go on then. How has this happened? You know, how has this, uh, how has this happened to this guy? And it's interesting. I'm scrolling through his timeline now, Jeremy. And you know the very first story that we talked about from Thomas G. Yep. Alemsa has um, has shared that story and put, I have a similar suspicion. I've been staking on various sites. Um, so he, he's he's thinking that he's it that it is one of these platforms that he has, you know, gone in on that it has secretly uh, triggered allow. Um, protocols on his well, assets. But you know, but to me, we've we've also talked for multiple weeks about disconnecting your MetaMask as frequently as you're you're comfortable uh, from all connected sites. So this is kind of going back to that that uh, Aspen Scambusters sort of rule of governance of just like get it, go through. If you want to do it once a day, you want to do it, you know, once a week, whatever. Anything is better than nothing. But disconnect from those sites. The only thing you're going to have to do is reconnect, make one click, and, and it adds a definite additional layer of security to your transactions. That's true. I mean, obviously, there, there is more to it because you, you need to, to revoke access. Uh, and, you know, fair play, I want to give a little shout out here to this new marketplace that is just starting to rev up its engines, this X2, Y2 platform, because something that I liked as I started to explore this platform initially 
in the last couple of days is that um, natively on the site, I've just opened it in front of me now, if, if you want to list things on the site, as I scroll down the side, um, they've got this bulk listing tool to allow you to, to list multiple assets at the same time. I can see the logic in that. And it has the revoke access built in directly. You can see which projects you have approved access for. And you have a revoke button sitting right there. Um, I thought that was a nice addition. And that's something that I would like to see on, you know, the, the other main platforms, the, the open season that. Now, whether or not uh, Alemsa has been uh, scammed that way, or hacked that way or not, I'm not 100% sure. He has never confirmed either way. I don't think he actually knows what happened uh, 100%. The fact that his ETH went as well as his uh, NFTs suggests that it wasn't necessarily uh, uh, permissions on, you know, assets that he'd previously given permission for. I Personally, you know, I, I think, and, and the group that I suggested, you know, I threw this out to saying, like, you know, what do you think's happened here? Most common responses that people think that his system, his device itself was compromised and that somebody has snuck some sort of spyware, uh, malware onto his device. And that's allowed them to um, to, you know, get access to, you know, like Trojan horse style, get access to his uh, device without him realizing it. Um, and that is something that is you know, shockingly easy. I, I know we talked a long time ago about a story last year with an artist who went to a meetup with some potential investors and had his device, had his account completely wiped um, when he went to the bathroom. His laptop was sitting there. They didn't have access to any of his passwords or anything, but they had some sort of remote device there that allowed them to remotely gain access to his device um, and then empty him out without him even realizing that the you know the the door was unlocked yeah it, it's you know th there's easy over oversights and things to not be aware of with the security of your wallet and then there's there's more you know covert and sort of sneaky things that can happen with your wallet but i think that's the, the most important part is to just have good solid practices as a foundation on keeping yourself safe uh because you know i i, I keep coming back to you know, play to earn is coming and these in-game assets are going to be connected all the time to play the game. I play a game called Nifty League DGENs all the time and I have to be connected to my wallet to play. And so, you know, as the gaming proliferation comes, we're going to have more and more requirements for wallet connectivity to different sites and for different periods of time. So I think this is going to become a really, really big issue as we go. Yeah, for real, man. Um, I know we're, we're kind of running out of time. There's just one other thing from uh, from our uh, list of bits and pieces that I did want to throw out there because, um, you know, Tomo, I don't know if Tomo's here, but, you know, Tomo, for those that aren't connected with Tomo, is is, is such a nice guy. I, I've got nothing but respect and nothing but time for, for Tomo. Um, and he is someone that he's super, super cautious in the space. He's, you know, if, whenever there's any sort of airdrop or launch or anything, you know, he's always straight on to me like is this legit is it tr trusted uh, and one thing in particular that he's been very very hesitant about uh is collab land and for those that don't know collab land saw the uh the user interface 
update this week. They had been threatening that this was coming through a, a ticker at the top. It came, everyone freaked out because it suddenly looked different and nobody knew whether they could trust it. But yeah, Collabland is still there. It still works. It just looks different. doesn't help the fact that the new user interface looks like a five-year-old made it. But Tomo shared this, this handy little trick. Uh, and I did think, you know, this is one of those little hacks that it's, it's a little slice of genius. And I, I, I did want to share this. Um, so what he pointed out and what he started doing is with the bots that he has to engage with on Twitter and the accounts that he has to engage with on Twitter, what he pointed out was that you can go to the notes, you can open up the, the Twitter profile. And this is not just for people. You can do this for bots as well. And what he's done is he's put, you know, uh, emojis of check marks and then the word real, real, real um, inside the notes on this profile so that he, whenever he gets a message or any sort of in engagement interaction from that account, he knows automatically it's the real one. Um, and I just thought that it was a really nice little uh, way to circumvent any concerns that people have. Uh, if there's people that you engage with regularly or if there's people that you are, are you know, worried that could be potentially impersonated on, uh, on Discord, then, uh, yeah, being able to add that note to their profile is, is a really nice little hack. Absolutely. Um, that, that's always the, the collab lens stuff is something that you need to keep an eye on and just be man, like, and especially uh, I see Austin's here, who's our Discord community manager. And, you know, we've been getting our server sort of restructured and set up and uh, going through the capture process and getting that to be clean and and like streamlined so people can feel confident about what they're doing is really really important um listen stage is open if anyone wants to come up bring something up uh, uh computer dad moves dfp anyone you're more than welcome come up share comment share a question um uh, and and we're happy to have it otherwise we'll uh we'll look to wrap up here and i'll go enjoy the 65 degree weather in new york right now which is like really weird <laughs> I think all we're all good, man. I think, I think we covered good. so much. <laughs> we covered so much. Hey, we're going to make this a podcast. We'll get up. Oh, we do have some DFP. My guy. Met in Chicago last week. DFP, what's hey, up? Hey, man. How you doing? Good to see good you. To see you. Hey, um, I have two questions, actually. Uh, that Thomas.eth uh, had mentioned in that um, Twitter thread that uh, he made a mistake of keeping his ENS token in his main account. Is that a uh, Aspen uh, rule? Should I transfer that to a hardware wallet or something? Steve, I'll let you take that one first, and then I'll respond. Uh, to be honest, I, I have my ENS. I, in in which regard? You, you'll have to forgive me. Sorry, I've got. So oh, many tabs you know, like, he, like th that thread was super long, but he was like, my first mistake is that I kept the ENS token for the wallet that it was in, uh, in there. So I thought you kind of had to, but, uh, like, so that it would be easy to name, but yeah, he was saying that if you buy an ENS token, you should transfer it to a different wallet to make yourself less hackable. Well, I, th I think, I, I think what he's referring to, man, is... You know, it depends what you've got in in that wallet. You know, somebody said to me, 
Um, somebody was saying to me the other day about the cool, you know, the, the cool cats games just launched and the cool pets thing. And they're like, oh, you know, I, I'm worried about connecting in it. This, this ties back in with what Jeremy talks about with the, the need to connect wallets for the, the play to earn stuff. You know, somebody was like, well, you know, what should I do? I've got, I, I, do I keep connecting my cat with, you know, my, my wallet with my cat in or do I transfer it to a hardware wallet? You know, and then I've got to keep messing around. It's a lot harder for me to do that. Uh, and I, I said to them, well, you know, what you could do, of course, is just set up a whole other wallet and, and move just the cat into that wallet and then don't use that wallet for anything else. I think potentially what oh, he's referring oh. to here is that, you know, if you're if you've got your I'm trying to scroll through as I'm talking to you and find the, the specific message, because as you said, the thread's long. But if you've got that in your if you've got something in your wallet and you're using that wallet regularly to connect to other sites, particularly minting sites, I think what we're seeing more and more now is that the people that have been in the space for a, a decent amount of time have now moved to at least have two different wallets, uh, whether they are using hardware wallets or not. But a lot of people now talk about having a minting wallet. You know, they have a wallet that they only use that to connect to minting sites and then yeah. they transfer the assets. You know, like a burner. Somebody referred to it in, in my mm -hmm. Discord the other day as a burner wallet, you know. Yeah. I mean, and that, that kind of makes it sound like you're dealing illegal drugs, Steve. But I, I think that <laughs> your, your point is well received. And I know Christina's in here and she uses a minting wallet. Uh, we've talked about it before. Um, you know, yeah. So so there's a couple things that I want to point out here. One, anytime you have anything of significant value that you you don't need to regularly connect to anything, I would definitely put that thing in a hardware wallet and unplug your hardware wallet from your computer you know, lock it in your safe in your home. If you don't have a safe, uh, you know, uh, put but it somewhere. The ENS wallet, like the ENS token, isn't uh, anything of value, is it? Like, well, it is know. if you've got forty thousand dollars worth of it because you stacked a bunch of domains and oh, and well, yeah. you know, oh. so, so you know, I think that could be part of it in this case, you know. But but you know, any any asset of value, whether fungible or non fungible, I would likely move to a hardware wallet. And, sure. and it's funny, I was talking with Corporate Trash. I just released an episode with her. We did a community market research study. And one of the things she was talking about as an ape holder is that, you know, and Steve, you can probably relate to this with your cool cat. You will get a lot of whitelist opportunities just for being an ape holder. And yeah. so, you know, what would happen is she'd be connecting her wallet to sites that would require this. And, and the reality is it's not worth the whitelist meant for her to connect a wallet with her ape in it to some random minting right. website but so but she had to go through that process and that journey so i think minting wallet is a really solid idea i will not mint without a minting wallet because i just don't trust any of these sites anymore um and i don't want to lose everything because of one click or, or or some new scam or hack that's been created that makes it easy you know to be taken advantage of yeah that's a good that's a good piece of advice uh, the other question I was going to, I was wondering if you guys were uh, going to talk about uh, the looks rare scandal for this week's looks rare scandal that they sold like $30 million a ETH, like uh, looks rare. And then the other site uh, X, Y, X, uh, like scam. X2, or, yeah. X2, Y2. What's the, what's your consensus on those, uh, those two? Should I, should I bail on all my free looks? Like I've collected more ETH than I ever thought I would uh, just from the free tokens, but I reinvested some of it. 
uh, you know, like I, it's I, done really well. In, in terms of looks, I think that this was always inevitable after that first epoch ended and the rewards halved, which is yeah. why I pulled all mine out the week before that happened because I, I fully expected. I mean, what uh, what's it trading at now? It, it's it's like one point eight. Down and it's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's under Low. two dollars. You know, it's at one fifty eight. Yeah. Um, and this was, you know, it was always inflated because of the rewards that people were getting. And the reason that the rewards were elevated and inflated, it was because of the wash trading, which they right. you know, openly recognized was taking place on their platform. Um, and basically they had said, you know, yes, we, we see this is happening, but look at all the extra rewards it's generating for the rest of you. And mm -hmm. so everyone kind of went, oh, yeah, all right. Well, fair enough. Then just let them send the same thing backwards and forwards. They might make a million dollars, but, you know, I make $5,000 and that's that's a lot of money to some people. So it was always going to, you know, come down after this. And, and in three months time, I think when when this second stage ends and it halves again, I think it's going to come down again. And what you've got is you've got all these other marketplaces that you know i know this x2 y2 launched and people are like oh they're just copy looks fair they haven't they've been developing for some time in the same way that fractal has in the same way that exchange.io has there are other platforms uh, on their way that also have taken this you know approach of and you know they've, they've looked at what, what OpenSea was like three four months ago and gone you know we can do better than this and teams have been developing these platforms for some time um, and it just happens that X2, Y2 has been the next one to come along. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, an, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see all of these platforms jockey for, you know, position. They're, 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 they're referred to as vampire attacks on OpenSea, aren't they? Because they're, they're using airdrops to try and lure people across. I mean, if you look at... Yeah, well, it's funny. Right. If you think of what like OpenSea is really doing, they're just executing the smart contract. They're just playing the middleman. Two and a half percent like on the volume that they're doing seem, seems excessive now that you think about it. And especially knowing that they haven't, you know, like their site isn't great. You know, like it's, it's good, they, but it's, they've it's done that. They've done that thing, better. man. That, that, they've done that thing that market leaders do, you know, and I, I will openly call Apple out on this. Um, mm -hmm. Got a lot of love for Apple. I've done a lot of work with Apple in the past, but Apple, they're, they're the hamlet of the tech world. All they do is procrastinate. All they do is um and ah, and, and you know, and then a year passes. Oh, oh, okay, it's the new phone. It's exactly the same as last year, slightly better camera. And they take so long. And to see even Microsoft, who historically were this, you know, the tortoise in that race, kind of overtake them in terms of innovation um, and keeping up with trends and, and things like this. This is what happens when you're a market leader. You know, you get complacent. You you, you sit back on your laurels. And I think OpenSea, they, they enjoyed so much success last year. You could see it in the way that they were ignoring the community again and again and again, that they didn't have the infrastructure in place. And then all these other companies are coming along and blending in elements of DeFi and looking at what's, excites the community and what engages the community and what rewards the community and you've seen in the last you know month uh, OpenSea seem to now be trying to do a, a bit of a, a pivot away from right. uh, where they were going with that new CTO and they now seem to be suggesting that a, a token is inevitable I, I, I have no doubt that at some point in the next six months OpenSea will 
move you know will do something in line with what you're seeing from looks rare and x2y2 and i know that exchange have got the same thing planned and fractal have got the same th kind of thing planned you know with built-in staking rewards you know feeding the rewards back to the customers uh is this going to eat away at, at open profit margins yes but it probably should as you said you know what what you know they're just the middleman they shouldn't be taking such a huge cut essentially to be a front a storefront Right. Now, if you look at what banking is doing, they're happy to get like a fraction of a percent. And these guys are taking two and a half percent, you know, like it's basically the same thing, you know, like you can charge whatever you can, like you charge whatever you can get away with. But the more of these, uh, you know, marketplaces that open, I think will will eventually be under one percent for the commission rate, which is just fine with me. But you don't think that the uh, anonymous owners pulling $30 million of ETH out that uh, is really a rug pull. It's just standard, like, hey, recoup your co costs, right? I don't know how... Yeah, I mean, they're obviously anonymous to a degree, aren't they? I, I did see a tweet the other day that, that listed all of the amounts that have been pulled out. Ultimately, the whole thing with Looks Rare, this is what made it magic when it when it launched was the fact, you know, 100% of the of the fees were being fed back to the community. Yeah. And people was, were saying to, you know, dinglings and that, like, well, how are, how, how is this even a business then? How, right. how are you even making money? How are you running this? You know, because there are costs involved in, you know, running servers and, and paying teams and stuff like that, you know, so that their their profit was coming from the, the token, you know, from their early investment in the token. And, very much like me, but on a much grander scale, they saw, they knew, and they saw what was going to happen to the price of the token. So a whole bunch of them cashed out whilst it was still valuable. Um, would I have liked to have seen something in place where they staggered that? Uh, yes. Or, yeah, announced it I, as I think, they announced. Like, and by the way, we're going to, you know, like they could have they could have saved some of this price degradation if they just said, and by the way, you know, in February, yeah, yeah. we're going to, we're going to sell some but, uh, tokens. The, the irony, of course, from their point of view, is if they announced they were going to do it, everyone else would have dumped first, and <laughs> yeah. you know, that would have cost cost them. So, uh, you know, there's a degree of kind of say, you know, thinking, well, you know, everyone's made a, a decent, and everyone who went in on looks, and you know, either some people went in on looks, got their free money, cashed it out, brilliant, you've got some free money there. You know, there's not many spaces that you can be in. There's not many communities you can be part of where, you know, every few weeks someone gives you a, a chunk of money for doing absolutely nothing. Well, you know, for having been part of the community, some people, you know, saw the value in the platform state, made even more, uh, especially with the with the uh, the Weath rewards as well. Uh, obviously, the wash traders were making an absolute fortune. Um, so, you know, people did benefit from it. Uh, I think that those that are more uh you know i, I felt the sting of those that you know threw the money in it and then didn't pay attention to you know the narrative didn't pay attention to what was going on i think a lot of people didn't even realize that this date was coming up which they'd openly said they were very transparent and you've got to love that about looks rare and their team they're very very open with responding to people on social and, and answering questions and they very much made it clear from the start you know this is the first 30 days where it's at this level right you didn't have to so, yeah the people that are to realize that after scam, days, uh, are like it's it's not a scam you know like it's just their way to market 
you know, yeah. like, it's not a rug pull, I don't think. No, no, no. Like, no, it, um, it was just mishandled, I think. Um, it'll be it'll be very interesting over these next, I'd say the next week in particular, to watch uh, the developments at X2, Y2, because they're approaching this whole thing in a very different way, um, which seems to, you know, negate the wash trading side of things. Of course, conversely, what that means is that you're not getting the same volume of <laughs> right. trade on there. Right. Um, you won't be able to claim news stories that you're bigger than OpenSea. Uh, no, 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 no. But I don't think that they're aiming to be necessarily right, right away. Um, but looks course, like I missed their airdrop or their airdrop is paused. Uh, so Yeah, I me too. Yeah, the airdrop, the, the airdrop is paused, Joe. But, uh, but yeah, uh, like uh, you're familiar with those guys too. They said they appear to be legit. I'm sure they're going to let me claim something uh, for my transactions. So whatever it is, uh, like it's free money uh, and it's interesting because but more competition for OpenSea, the better. Yeah, for real, man. I mean, what the thing that stood out to me, uh, there's another upcoming marketplace called Exchange.io. Uh, and I've actually been doing some stuff with these guys. Uh, the, the project that I... Uh, manage is, is going to be one of the Genesis integrated projects. And their, their whole thing was, you know, by the people, for the people. So when uh, when this X2, Y2 launched, they had that same tagline. I, I kicked it across to Ali, the guy behind Exchange, saying, they've, <laughs> they've stolen your concept. And he yes. said, well, you know, there's, loads of, there's loads of them coming along. Um, but, uh, you know, th- they will pop up because people are looking for an alternative to OpenSea. And, you know, a lot of us have been saying it for some time now that, you know, OpenSea is that, you know, my space of, of the, of the platform. Right. Well, the, the, you the know, listen, gonna, I want to jump in here for a second. The Twitter, isn't it? It's not even here yet. Because, because, you know, so what's happening though, is that the supply is, is getting in where the supply was centrally located in OpenSea. It's now getting, shot across 30 different places which is really pushing you toward using an aggregator to shop because you know i want to buy another nifty league dgen and uh you know i i want to find the best price i was in genie today and the best price was in uh nft 20 so you i don't know, like, know that the, one. The, yeah the supply That's the liquidity is, pool it's a liquidity pool so the i guess my point is that the the supply is in one hand, really not leaving OpenSea in a significant way. If you're still going to go to one place because you want a very specific NFT, uh, you're you're going to probably need to go to OpenSea, or you're going to have to use an aggregator. But what's different is the amount of 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 places where the supply is stratified. Because I kind of thought Looks was going to be the second place for supply but it just isn't happening when you look at, to go buy a specific product there there's not much there um the example that i used is i have a, a chain runner alien and i was i was gonna sell it and i was just curious what the floor was i checked open see there's maybe 45 of them listed and there's 872 in all out of the 10,000. i went to looks rare there was only one yeah. And so, I, I, I mean, that's one example of one collection, but I think that the, the supply stratification is going to really push you toward aggregators because you're going to need to look easily across a bunch of different marketplaces. And, and right now, uh, you know, it's, it, you can't just go to one. You really can't. Interesting. Okay, thanks, guys. Very cool. Right. Well, really appreciate yep, your help. Good to see you, man. 
All right. Well, I want to wrap Jeremy, Jeremy, up. Jeremy. Sorry, Please, sorry, man. I know, I know. We've run over. I just want to just throw one, one more in, just because, <laughs> just because I've just scrolled. I'm scrolling my timeline in front of me, and I totally forgot to add this one to the list. I don't know if you saw it, but did you see the story from uh, Bloomberg about the Melania Trump NFT? Oh God, can't say <laughs> I did. So uh, there was there came out I think maybe in December or, or November that Melania Trump was going to launch this NFT uh, on Solana, uh, and then the story broke today that um, the winning bidder of the Melania Trump NFT was Melania Trump through a <laughs> wallet. They connected three wallets and tracked it back to the team behind the project uh, put the winning bid in. So she bought her own project. Um, wow. Well, listen, I'm, I'm, let's save a spot for uh, Steve for KB24 next week in Serial Club. Let's save a nice little spot at the bar for them. Been yeah, waiting yeah. to be off on those fools for a while. But yeah, I mean, Melania Trump's the big winner. I mean, I guess that's the, the great way to send us off today. Yeah, yeah, for real. All right, man. Well, be well. Be well all. And I will, uh, I'll be around if anyone needs me. And I'll uh, leave you to sign off, Jeremy. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. Take care of yourselves. Have a great weekend. We're almost to Friday and uh, appreciate you tuning in. Going to put this on the NFT podcast feed sometime tomorrow. Talk to you soon. Have a great day. Peace.